0: Hey, welcome back to the Ruby Dev Summit. Uh, Today I'm talking to Elia Schito. Elia is an Italian developer from uh, Milano, and uh, he's fairly well-known for his work on Opal, which is the Ruby transpiling to JavaScript, um, which is exciting stuff. Uh, Elia, uh, welcome to the the Summit.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. So I'm going to start off the same way I started with everybody else uh and then just ask um what what is the future of ruby?
1: Oh yeah, an easy question. <laughs> right? So yeah, of course. <laughs> uh yeah, well uh I guess ruby is still uh, as beautiful as it was when I started at least to my eyes. Uh so I would say like uh there will be still people loving it, and um, um, the problem is is keeping things fresh in some way. Mm-hmm. And for me, at least, uh, like I get through periods in which uh, things are less fresh, but then there, there's always something that is back, brings back the uh, the beauty bit uh, the enjoy enjoyment mm-hmm. right and um lastly the um, simple uh, uh talk at race world was mm. such a yeah. thing Like, uh, yeah how refreshing was it to hear about uh, not having to build anything and just going vanilla and uh, being able to ship something as a one-person team mm -hmm, like uh, that was great and like uh, rekindled uh, a little bit uh, the flame and um, uh, inspired me to to apply some of the some of the principles and in the recent work uh, we've done on Solidus Mm. So for context, I spent uh, I think more or less one year uh, doing uh, open source uh, on Solidus, uh, especially the last six months. Mm -hmm. And we were able to basically start rebuilding the admin UI with uh, uh, starting from zero. So we had plenty of like uh, freedom for choosing technologies. We ended up with cool. um uh, view component the um uh, wire oh nice so yeah and that's cool yeah
0: well I, so, I want to back up a little bit because uh-huh. there's a there's a little bit of of uh or a handful of things that we we could talk about here um one of them is is um you mentioned how nice Ruby is to write. And I'm just going to work through the three things that you've mentioned so far. I didn't mm. know you worked on Solidus, and so I, I have a lot of questions about that. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, you talked about how nice Ruby is to write, how beautiful it is, and things like that. Uh, do you think that plays into where Ruby ends up going in the future um, and its ability to kind of keep things fresh, as you put it?
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, his uh, his deepest uh, feature, which is not uh, like um, conciseness by itself, right. but more this attention to uh, the human behind the keyboard. Mm-hmm. So from early days, the um, the tagline was uh, the programmer's best friend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah and anyway must expressed it uh, like explicitly that uh, he thought of the language as something to be at the service of the programmer not mm-hmm. like uh, as a, a target or a tool or uh, so the the center was the the human behind the keyboard and uh, from that principle a uh, uh, few practical things came out for example this uh, uh the 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 beautiful outline it it can have (laughs) you you can see like some ugly ruby programs as well but uh, generally the language yeah allows for beautiful code Mm
0: -hmm. yep absolutely and and i think that's going to continue to draw people in i think you're right um and and i think it also informs the rest of the community as far as hey this is the thing we like about ruby and so when we Right, ruby for other people to use like in ruby gems or something that's that's the thing that we're trying to extend i think rails has done a good job of that too um yeah and and that kind of segues into that next thing that you mentioned which was uh, dhh's talk at rails world uh so what what was it in that talk that you got excited about you mentioned the one person framework but w- were there other pieces of that or
1: yeah basically um um a sort of uh, like early days vibe that came back and uh uh probably, yeah that's uh, what it
0: was i i was trying to put my finger on it. i've been trying to put my finger on it since october you know what it was that got me excited about what he said and that's it that's that's exactly it it feels like the old days of rails when anyway sorry
1: yeah yeah uh i guess part of it is uh feeling free to challenge uh the established, uh, way of doing things. I mean, we, we are beyond the Webpack in uh, the like the JavaScript community, I think, uh, went over Thank 70, 17 more <laughs> uh, bundling uh, frameworks or so. Uh, yeah. And like, there are more to come, probably. But that was a, a burden. But, uh, the, the newly, like, uh, path, the new path uh, toward like it's just javascript it's just css mm-hmm. import maps it's just and then, yeah yeah and uh this uh pragmatism that like uh falls out of this uh like i don't know uh, it's, it's not not even like so explicit but you can feel it uh yeah it, it's a it's striking the right balance between uh, pragmatism and uh beautiful things and uh, being able to actually do things and so on so forth i mean yep yeah absolutely so uh, i i guess that works as an inspiration and to, as you say, to drag people in uh, at, at least people with the same uh, sensibility it's not everyone i, I think you, know, mm-hmm. you also mentioned that it's not it it will never be everyone. And that's fine. Like we don't want to have yep. like <laughs> what population to be the same.
0: <laughs> right. It's well, not a goal. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think to a certain d- degree, the way I see it. So, yeah, you're saying it's not everybody that it's going to uh, pull in, which is, yeah, like, like, like we're saying, it's fine. But the thing is, is everything is that way. Um, the, the things that are, too broadly applicable typically don't solve people's problems well enough right it's kind of like the difference between a dull knife and a sharp sharp knife right you know the the dull knife is safer for some people to use but the reality is is the sharp knife gets the job done better depending on what the job is and so um you know pulling it in and attracting people especially the people who um and i'm one of these people right i want to build the app I don't necessarily have the money to hire somebody to help me out. And so I can go in and I can do the thing on my own. That's very, very attractive. And at the same time, you've got companies like Shopify and GitHub that use Rails for their core applications. And so it's not that it doesn't work for the enterprises, but you you have this framework that just a single person can build stuff in. and, And that's very, very exciting as well.
1: Yeah. That, that seems like two um, opposing forces. Uh, mm-hmm. and it probably helps the uh, framework find that inspection that works best yeah. for, for both. But like, you shouldn't forget the, uh, as DHH said, the, the, the force pulling it toward the, the single developer, mm-hmm. the one-man band, which should be yeah. able to do everything uh, and part of the The outcomes from that force are probably beneficial also for the enterprise.
0: I agree. It it makes the single developers that work for the enterprises more effective as well. But what it says to me mostly is that I can start the project on my own. I can build it up as far as I can on my own. And then when things grow to the point where I need the help, right, it's still a framework that's not so locked in on the single developer that I can't build a team around it.
1: It's not like some projects I've seen in which you build uh, upfront uh, seven microservices Uh and uh, you don't even have one visitor and you don't have, like, I don't know. (laughs) uh, And probably you have one developer total. And uh, maybe in that case, a monolith, a simple one, should probably save you some money, headaches also. Yeah.
0: So I kind of want to lean into the Solidus discussion a little bit, and then um, we we can talk about some of the other things that are coming in Ruby. But um, And and I haven't had this conversation with that many people, but there are a few applications out there that are built in Rails that are kind of open source that people can go and put up on their own and they can modify on their own and, um, you know, make things work the way they want them to. Solidus is one. Another one that comes to mind is Discourse. I know there are others. I'm just not thinking of them. Redmine, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or RubyMine, sorry. Uh, no, it's Redmine. It's the project management software. Uh, but yeah, there, so there are a bunch of them, right? Do, do you feel like we're going to see more of those? And this kind of relates to our previous uh, d- discussion about the single developer, right? Are we going to see more things come up where it's like, hey, I need an app that X, And so therefore, I'm going to go with Rails because... Um, it has an app that already does the thing, and so I can just modify it from there. Mastodon's another one that comes to mind, and I've been yeah. talking to some guys from True Social that, you know, they built the core around Mastodon and then just uh, enhanced some of the things that went on there. So,
1: oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Uh, um, I, I would say that this is uh, like a, um, a little bit in that direction. But more Mm -hmm. thought as a framework, uh, like which you should use inside your application. But yeah, you 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 you're right. Like it's uh, it's not too far from that. Um, Yeah, that that could be a direction that the community could take, at least for some use cases. But I would I would like to also point out that I've seen today. Screencast about uh, the newly released uh, Campfire. Mm-hmm. The, it had a, like a, a few moments uh, in the source code that like looked like a super vanilla Rails application. So maybe we we will also see like a comeback of that kind of application. And I, I'm sure you remember that time which you did we didn't have uh, Ruby Gems or Bundler. where I guess we had Ruby gems, but you all only installed yeah. a couple of ones. Uh Maybe yep. I think there was something for Markdown or textile. Mm-hmm. It was like a single gem you installed in the system, and then you're like uh, solely on Rails. Uh, I, I'm not ad- advocating for going back to that situation, but uh, right. maybe many applications can do without. Uh, uh, much complication. In, in just mm. I'm sure I have like a, a couple of uh, other applications I, I should uh, probably change to uh, make the database use SQLite and switch to a cheaper server, something like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I did talk to Stephen <laughs> Margheim about uh, where things are going with SQLite. And so yeah, that, that, that may be a thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see where things are going with with things like that. So, um you were talking about Solidus in the context of the future of Ruby. So, so where where does that take us then? Like um does it give you just more context for knowing what's coming or do you think it, you know, something in Solidus is going to inform the way we go? You were talking about Hotwire and uh new components as well
1: yeah I was mainly mentioning it because uh um that was my hands on experience trying to mm-hmm. put the no build uh, like manifesto into practice right. and uh um, that was great like uh the only uh bit we we still had to to build was uh, tailwind mm-hmm. and um uh, but we even experimented with uh, like um just in time compilation for it, because oh, interesting. It was so good, like to have less and less things to start and manage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would say this uh, like this approach is uh, is very refreshing, and um, as long as uh, we are able to expose that to newcomers, like new programmers, to new people. That mm-hmm. will, uh, will catch a bunch of people and will uh, will uh, make them enjoy their life. Right. Like th- these days, I'm writing some TypeScript. Right. I really feel the pain. <laughs> right. The TypeScript yeah, because you, you can't
0: do no build TypeScript.
1: You can do no build uh, and you have like so much bureaucracy for managing types. Like, right. You have a percent of the time, which is fine. Almost fine, but then you hit that one bit and it's mm-hmm. you remember why.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean you're talking about doing the no build, you know, import maps and uh you know some of the, the basic stuff that it does uh with prop shaft for your images and CSS and things like that. And uh yeah, I switched top end devs. It 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 was using Webpacker pretty extensively right to build stuff and i upgraded it to rail seven and i was like is there any way to get rid of this and it was a fairly simple actually a fairly simple trade and made things a whole lot easier and yeah i just i keep wondering you, you also mentioned you know bundler versus the old way where we install the gems and pray right and uh yeah I, i'm wondering what advancements are going to come next that make things so much easier for us as Ruby developers, or as Rails develop-
1: developers, yeah, I, I, I'm happy to see some of, of the like uh, the, this movement that's uh, constant uh, from mm-hmm. stuff in the community, to stuff in, in the framework, and that can have the what the form of uh, like uh, absorbing the full uh, feature mm-hmm. or just uh, building uh, um, the the I don't know the harness, the the plug for it, uh, right? The simple version, and then you you plug with the with, with some library uh, uh, that keeps the framework, I, I would say, young. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, we we ended up talking about race mainly, <laughs> which like uh, yeah, I guess but... it's not uh, surprising given uh, yeah. uh, its relevance in, in Ruby. But, like, it's, um, I think it's uh, one of the best like examples of uh, um, centering uh, the software on the, the human, which is the same philosophy that Ruby exposes, espouses. Yep. yep, absolutely.
0: So, um, yeah, let, let's move off of Rails then for a minute and talk about uh, Ruby. So are there things that you're seeing coming in the Ruby programming language that you're excited about or?
1: Yeah, I cherish very much this, like, uh, last year's uh, uh, attention to compatibility, which Mm -hmm. we don't have, like, any big uh, problem upgrading. Uh, So I'm not seeing too many changes. I don't think they'll decide Mm -hmm. toward any. Big shift uh, or or turn. Probably um, concurrency is not going to ever be something uh, that people use in application level. If anything, it will be some support for libraries mm-hmm. that they will uh, embed, and then you will forget about as many like uh, advanced features of Ruby. We we basically don't care about because who wants to program like uh, with threads or in the controller or whatever or yeah like you do that in a library and maybe you do that for some special applications mm-hmm. but the general application code should be concerned mostly with business logic and like yep. what you actually want to accomplish.
0: Yep, I feel that um, I feel that a lot. <laughs> I don't want I don't want yeah, to worry about uh, it. I just want to solve problems.
1: Yeah, and as far as like uh, if if I switch at uh, as a like uh, library maintainer, then there are a few things that are exciting and uh, interesting. The newly released uh, Prisma, Lexer yeah, the parser. and Parser, uh, yeah. That's exciting, especially for us, we are dealing with, uh, I mean, for us, I mean, for Opal, uh, we right. are uh, parsing Ruby and translating it into JavaScript, so we are looking into ways to use that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. that should be fault tolerant, uh, better errors, and stuff like that. So that's, that's all also part of our
0: yeah it's it's very very cool looking at, at what's coming down and you know i keep trying to get kevin to come on uh ruby Rogues to talk about it but uh yeah it's def- definitely interesting stuff interesting. there so is there what what's the future of opal then you brought it up
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i think that's a, another chapter um, um well opal is uh I, I think in a situation similar to Ruby for Rails, and uh, we we are still working on the language and you can uh, pretty much build your own framework, front-end framework yeah. in 100 lines of uh, Ruby. We did it, I did it in some projects and it's pretty easy to like build a stimulus like framework maybe less mm-hmm. polished that you can use in your application but there's still need for a sort of killer app that can spread it uh, and right and yeah like the the light like race for ruby i mean uh something that people can start using uh, and enjoying uh, I spent the years uh, writing front-end code in Ruby, and that's a place. I think I really loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish that uh, to, to every Ruby developer. Uh, and also, like I, I always enjoyed uh, the freshness of a different environment. I think I mentioned this in other situations, but uh, like the average race developer uh, is uh, used to a world in which you have active record and you're dealing with uh, SQL, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Moving toward uh, a place that could be the browser, but could be other like ventures, could be game development, mm-hmm. like changing, changing the environment for your Ruby programming could be really refreshing and allow people to break out of the. Small box, in which you you end, yep. end up like right? it's not bad, but it's really good to, to yeah, I mean something different from time to time
0: yeah look looking at what you're talking about there as far as breaking out of the box of where we typically write Ruby um, I mean we we're having uh, Amir Rajan uh, from Dragon Ruby come talk about video yeah. game development on the mobile. Uh, we have Andy Malek coming on talking about um mm-hmm. glimmer right. And of course, we're going to ask him the same question: What's the future of Ruby? But you know, we, we tend to get into what people are working on, and so you know, his UIs can be used to build desktop apps. Um, I think he has an adapter for Opal, or is working yeah, on one, or somebody does. is. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's cool stuff, and I, I think I've seen a couple of other uh, frameworks for the front end that have been written in Opal
1: or written for Opal. Yeah, at some point we had a, a really interesting one a few years ago that was called Vault. Uh, it mm-hmm. was uh, an isomorphic uh, but then uh, um, the developer um, uh, switched the uh, business. I, I think he, mm-hmm. he had success with uh, Kickstarter or something like that. So good for him. <laughs> I mean, right. Uh, uh, so I stopped development uh, and no one picked it up. Uh, I wish to have like uh, 24 more hours or more per day, but <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know yeah. how it goes. So yeah, yeah, that, that's the situation.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering yeah. if we get to a place where, you know, maybe there's a, a Rails Plus, right, where we have a front end for Rails written in Ruby as well, or Opal, because you know, mm-hmm. there, there are some compatibility issues, but for the most part, you get what you expect. It's been my experience anyway. Um, and so. Yeah, and, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just want to say anyone who has worked with uh, Stimulus knows how little uh, um, extra JavaScript libraries mm-hmm. you need. It's mostly vanilla JavaScript. Right. That means. Uh, um, because one of the biggest uh, complications with uh, Opal and other like languages uh, compiling to JavaScript is compatibility with uh, mm-hmm. third-party libraries, especially if right. it's a different language. Uh, you need to create bindings or like adapt mm-hmm. the style. Mostly the style, f- coming to Ruby, it's mostly a style issue because they are built for functional or other development. And you want them generally to be more rubbish, of course. Mm-hmm. But Stimulus demonstrates pretty well that you don't need much. You, you yeah. just need like to connect a few events and most of it is done. There's yeah, I of love Stimulus. Can be, can be done. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, my point is, is I'm wondering if we get to a place where um, I basically in my Rails app have like an app front end and that's also Ruby, right? And so it just transpiles yeah. that through Opal or uses Ruby Wasm or something. Mm-hmm. And then I get all of the goodies in my browser without having to really fuss with, okay, I didn't get my JavaScript syntax quite right because I like Ruby.
1: Yeah, and that that's one of the biggest perks, uh, not having to context switch and being mm-hmm. able to raise all your knowledge Especially your yep. object-oriented uh, is, is like you need to rethink going to JavaScript. But you yep. don't if you still use
0: Yep, absolutely. So are, are there any other things um, community-wise or technology-wise that you're excited about coming down the pipe for Ruby? And where do you think they take us?
1: No, I, I think um I'm going back to like the pragmatic uh fresh approach like mm-hmm. we really need. And uh I've experienced that in a few projects uh which uh it's easy to go and you know, bike shedding mm-hmm. mode and to yeah. argue about like uh architecture and but uh I know that from 37 Signals, uh, Basecamp, and other like places like that, they they have uh, a good taste for what's practical. And mm-hmm. of course, nothing is per- perfect. No one is uh, like as uh, science infused from uh, above, and uh, everyone can improve. But I really like that style, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I keep trying to. Um, make both the process and programming and everything as light as uh, possible, and uh, like every bureaucracy or checks or additional stuff is something you you need as unnecessary evil, not uh, a good in itself. If we could do without specs and testing, that would be great. I mean. <laughs> Probably sounds uh, weird, but uh, the testing is not the goal of the application. The goal is something else. That's there just to help you. It's a tool and not a an name. I, I think uh, so- sometimes this uh, needed in our community. And we we should be less like uh, utopical and more our feet on the ground, at least. That's, that's a saying in Italian keep your feet <laughs> on the ground
0: yeah it's it's a saying in English too keeping your feet on the ground well cool um, well if if there's nothing else that you want to jump on and discuss uh, if people want to connect with you on the internet where do they find you
1: uh, my um, I was really both on Twitter and now X and GitHub so it's my name on both, uh, and uh, okay. I'm easy to find online.
0: All right, cool. Well, thanks for coming and chatting with me for a half hour. This was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you, Shaz. It's always great.
0: Yeah. All right, folks, till next time, Max out.